You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The return we have all been waiting for is finally here. One of the sport's most notorious icons is stepping in the octagon this Saturday. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a free shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a free shot at millions of dollars. That's USD, folks. Fuck you, Isha. In total prizes with first deposit. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. From the wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. You should join me here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you may be listening. Hoppy, how's it going? It's going okay, man, but uh, I got a bit of a doozy of a story here for you. Um, so right I've, I've, been, I've been waiting for a couple weeks now to get my Christmas gift, which uh, my wife was very, very thoughtful and like got me this cool hockey jersey. And uh, so here it is. I know this will make uh, our friend Shane very happy. Oh, no. sick. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it was a, a sham website and uh, <laughs> that more definitely more my fault, not hers. But uh, needless to say, uh, it was very interesting when that arrived today and she like grabbed it and she's like, Oh, I'm so excited to show you your jersey. I'm like, God damn it. Because <laughs> we kind of like figured out like a week ago that it might be a sham. So, mm-hmm. but this was just the, the funniest way for it to come through. I got a basketball jersey for, for Michigan State, apparently. Winston, I'll have to look him up and see if he's any good. At Net, baby. Let's go. <clears throat> that's awesome. That's hilarious, man. Um, we we should we honestly could do a whole segment on just like funny jersey stories because like I, I got a few myself. Um, you know, conning Canucks store to give me two other ones, saying that like my little cousin didn't receive them on Christmas Day, so they sent me You're two. You're an more. asshole. Yeah. it's more fedex's problem than canucks uh, store but anyway story for another day thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream facebook youtube twitter and twitch and again back on the podcast episode 119 of the soda pod shout out to all of our guests and viewers who joined us for the first soda stream of the season we went pre-game we had first intermission second intermission and post-game content and it was a lot of fun hey 
our friend William Fernando da Silva from Brazil. He says, hi, folks. He actually joined us on the Soda Stream, too. Uh, so we'll continue to host a few more live stream events uh, throughout the season. It's not going to be an every week thing. We'll, we'll do a couple of months sort of thing. And if uh, and if we can get booked some really good guests for them, shit, maybe we'll do another uh, bonus one as well. In regards to the show uh, today, we got a we got a great show, a lot of hockey talk and uh, some good beer talk too. So we'll dive into the hoppy hour with a recurring guest and well, like the biggest fan of the soda pod, your boy SV Shane Van Nice. Uh, he's coming in hot with some well, some hop facts in the hoppy hour. So very excited about that. I also got a crazy beer to try, hoppy. I'm not looking forward to it, and I hope I'm pleasantly surprised. So I'll dive into that as well. That's what you call a tease in the business. Um, We're going to dive into some wild news, basically talk a little bit about the Kings series, one of the many Kings series (laughs) and West West Conference series uh, or West Division series this season. Um, Some NHL news and some world hockey news as well as, well, it's Sunday, so Hop is going to bring you some MNC Double A again. Thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream. Thanks to those tuning First, back like in on toaster. the podcast. Let's dive Alex into the Hoppy Hour and episode 119 of the Soda Pod. I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. You're all hopped out. The return we have all been waiting for is finally here. One of the sport's most notorious icons is stepping in the octagon this Saturday. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a free shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a free shot at millions of dollars. That's USD, folks. Fuck you, Isha. (laughs) In total prizes with first deposit. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. With that, let's dive into the hoppy hour. Shane. Van Nice, your boy SV, my friend here from the West Coast. How's it going, man? Good. I actually don't want to enter your yet. Wait, no, but when you're talking about damn it, Shane. I, when you're hearing talking about someone entering the octagon, I, was, I thought you were talking about me at first, and I was like, Geez, <laughs> was of course, of course. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, though, well, like, let let's go. I mean, you know, Pigeon can chime in here too. Hoppy, if Shane and I went toe to toe, who you betting on with promo code THPN on DraftKings? Are, are we talking like straight fist fight or are we talking like dropping some lines or like, what are we doing here? Shane's got me on the rap game. 100%. I'm talking like UFC toe to toe. I feel like Shane's got some training that we just don't know about. And then he just, he's <laughs> going to bring it out in the octagon. That's the we thing. Actually you're... Kung Fu at a young age. We were in the same Kung Fu class. A long time ago. Yeah, I don't Shane know. dropped out three years before I did. So <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's so much unknown and so much mystery to Shane, and I I know too much about Isha to confidently weigh in in his behalf. So, 
Yeah. Um, on the pawn show saying uh, Shane for sure. And he's saying, am I guaranteed millions? Look, with your first bet, you're as close as to as close to a guarantee as you can be if you sign up again and use promo code THPN. So there you go. Uh, proud to have DraftKings, a sponsor of the Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, and this cool bracket, which we'll get into uh, at the end of the soda pod here, uh, putting that's put on by, uh, again, DraftKings and the Hockey Podcast Network. But let's talk some beer, Hoppy. Let's start with you. What do you got on tap? Oh, baby. This one is incredible. Um, another one from Dangerous Man. The Imperial Peanut Butter Porter with chocolate and marshmallow oh in in Blanton's Barrels. It was aged. That like It is just everything amazing. that I could ever want in a beer. And I, I will say it's incredible. It's a great beer. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more noticeable peanut butter in it. And it's a little sweeter than what I prefer, but it's an Imperial. So I know that's what I'm getting into, but I mean, I don't know, man. It's just delightful. Cheers. Yeah. I had a, I, again, I don't go for the coffee stouts or uh, the espresso stouts often. I had one last night. Unbelievable. Oh, it was, I, it was, I think it was actually from Hoyne in Victoria. Uh, so shout out to Hoyne. It was, it was unbelievable. I loved it. There's, there's a lot of good coffee beers and especially, I mean, We've already talked a lot about the one from Modest, where it's like actually just a, a lager that has coffee in it. Yeah, which yeah. Is like very different, but like anything with coffee, as long as like the base beer is good, I usually enjoy. But you'll enjoy this, Isha, because um, I know you're all about your ABV. That's really all you care about in a beer. Um, <laughs> and so the sweetness, apparently. So this beer was bottled January 11th, 111, and the ABV is 11.1. That's, I love that. Sign me up. I can't wait to try that one. That's uh, that's gonna have to that's gonna have to go on the list. One hundred percent. Before <laughs> before uh, oh, actually, uh, Scott says go wild deja vu. Uh, Skogberg. That's a hell of a last name. I'd love to see that on the back of a hockey jersey. By the way, <laughs> uh, before we get Shane to, to you know give us the lowdown on what he's drinking and bring some beer facts as he uh, likes to do here and that we love him to do here on the Soda Pod. I got a little funky one here. I only got a couple beers left from the space case. This one, I almost I wanted to save it for Q, but like I said, I'm running out. So again, with this unbelievable <laughs> branding, this is a strawberry rhubarb sour. Now, if there wasn't just like I like strawberry rhubarb anything, you give me straight rhubarb. Mm, I, I don't know. Like you won't see me, you know, chewing on a rhubarb stick anytime soon. Though my mom grew that in the garden growing up. Um, and I'm not a huge sour guy, but hey, it's part of the space case, and I've been uh, blown away. Uh, for the most part. So again, in incredible branding. Um, love it. Love it. Here we go. Cheers. Don't get that on your keyboard. <laughs> it's um, it's exactly as advertised. It's sour. It's strawberry rhubarb. It don't really have much more to say. It's light. Tastes like juice. One to 10. Um, One to 10. What do you give it? Um, Honestly, it's not as sour as some of the, the really bad ones and whatever the fuck you drank that one, the uh, Christmas we special. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that one. Um, a solid seven out of 10. Like I can't, I can't hate on it just cause I'm not a sour person. Cause it's actually, it tastes, it tastes really good. It's just not something that I would buy often and you can't cause it's a one of one. Oh, this season only. There you go, baby. Oh, uh, you want to hear the interesting fact about rhubarb? Oh, Scott, so I'm drinking apple pie moonshine. Hey, shout out the brain slap, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Shane knows what I'm talking about there. Uh, so here's an interesting fact that's actually uh, that's on this 
can. Rhubarb was used as a medicine slash healing ointment in earlier centuries. A native plant of China, rhubarb was grown and traded for medicinal purposes as early as the 16th century. Shout out Phillips Brewing. I don't know what I'd do without you. Hashtag facts. All right, Shane, the floor is yours, my friend. All right, I'm drinking a beer called Rich Rabbit. As you can see, amazing can art. It's from Three Kingdoms Beer Co., which is actually the the brewery that got me into craft beers. And yeah, it's um it's a wheat beer. It's it's called a Hefeweizen. And uh, yeah, it's made with a lot of wheat. Usually, beers use use malted barley when they make when uh, for the malt, but um, this uses wheat instead. And some beers use wheat. Some use some beers use barley. Most use barley. <clears throat> some use rye. Some use oats, but the, I've never tried oats before. But yeah, anyways, um, <clears throat> it has very minimal hops. It has like pretty much no hops. It mostly gets its flavor from the yeast they use in it. And uh, yeah, um, it's banana and clover that are traditional Hefe Weizen um flavors and yeah that's pretty much i guess all i got damn look at you i love that that's sweet man like nine times out of ten though you're gonna get a lot of banana and clove when you have a half of eyes and it's uh i don't know they're they're they don't really vary all that much from one to the next like it's which which i can which i like yeah exactly like you said it's hard to mess up something good like a half of eisen um very nice very nice um hoppy you've had you've had oat stouts before eh Oat stouts, like yeah, oatmeal oat, stouts. Yeah, oatmeal stouts. Because Shane, yeah. Shane, you're you're unfamiliar with uh with like an oatmeal base, eh? I've never tried oat uh, anything with an oat malt in it before, but I love oat milk. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> that's a clip. <laughs> and I mean, in comparison to like a half of Eisen, it's like the opposite, where like you can very much fuck up an oatmeal stout, but the good ones are really good. But uh, it's yeah, it's definitely trial by fire if you want to figure out which ones you like. <laughs> um, Shane, before we let you go here, uh, what else have you been drinking? What what other craft? I know you're like you're in the craft beer. Uh, you you you're you're in that scene right now. Every time I I see you and we uh you know talk because uh, Shane and our and our friends, ladies and gentlemen, tuning into the soda pod. Shane uh, always brings up, oh yeah, like I've had, I've had this I've had this this week. What are you drinking this week? And sometimes you know because of COVID times, we can't hang out, so we'll do the old FaceTime drink a beer together and yeah. uh, Shane, shane's been uh been killing it and been experimenting a lot with with different beers so i'd love to hear what you got on tap or what, you, what you've had on tap recently this is one i drank on new year's um it's 9.5 percent. it's a triple ipa i posted this one on twitter but yeah it's called headbanger how was that um i drank really slowly so i didn't get super sauce from it but <laughs> yeah i don't know it's, it's definitely pretty strong it's strongest beer i've ever drank before and yeah it was good i liked it it actually was it didn't it didn't wasn't too bitter because so they used a lot of malt in it so um yeah it's good though and here's another one I tried this is a aggressively local beer <laughs> Mount Benson Nanaimo BC Mount Benson's a a mountain on Nanaimo that you can hike that me and Isha actually hiked on Canada Day like two years ago Shane said it was uh, the hardest hike he's ever done yeah it was, it was super <laughs> hard. yeah it's like it over was, a thousand this meters one's elevation good, like, this one's pretty bitter sorry what was that. I said it's like over a thousand meter elevation. Like it's a fucking hike. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Um, white white sails, correct? That's the brewery. Yeah, yeah, white sails. That, that, yeah, that one's pretty good too. Um, it's it's pretty bitter, but uh, yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, they oh, they've won like awards, uh, you know, provin- provincially and stuff. So. Yeah, I think this one did too. Actually, it, it won World's World Beer Awards Canada Gold. So whatever that means. Very nice. Um, Scott here commenting again on YouTube saying, "Have you ever tried uh, Surly Brewing Company beers?" Hoppy can speak to that. I've had several, and whenever Isha comes out, he will too. And that's actually a, a good segue here, Scott, as well, because uh, there's an article. We'll have to throw it up on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, but uh, hashtag free the growler movement. There's uh, an alliance forming with some of the bigger breweries here in Minnesota because of the, I'll just say it, bullshit cap that they have being 20,000 barrels for you to be able to sell growlers from the tap room. Uh, so it's Castle Danger, Fulton, Indeed, Liftbridge, Shells, and Surly that have all come together on this. Many friends um, of the show, by the way, so we want to show our support. Yep, many friends of the show. And then there's also Summit, who kind of falls into the category, but they chose not to join because like 1% of their sales are actually from the tap room. So they just are kind of washing their hands of it. But uh, it, it's just, again, it's an outdated, like this is such an old law and for some reason legislature in minnesota is like not willing to move and fix it it's actually funny one of the leaders in minnesota government that's pushing for it karen housley spouse of phil housley who oh. most hockey fans should know of uh she's very much behind this and trying to push it forward as well but like just for an example like you look at castle danger like they were told that they had to stop selling in october of 2019 which we were actually there the last day that they could sell growlers from the tap room just randomly um but they saw an immediate 30 percent decrease in sales because they couldn't sell growlers like because they barely passed a threshold on what they're producing in their tap room um and minnesota craft brewers guild has actually said that like the loss of growlers once you kind of hit that tier where you can't sell them anymore it's upwards of three hundred thousand dollars usd like i don't know it's it's pretty stupid uh it pisses me off and i can't make any changes about it obviously but if we can spread awareness and get people to sign their petitions that's at least a start but it's it's still a long ways from being able to fix this hey and we'll do our best like i said to to help support we'll uh we'll share the article uh, on all our social media channels at the soda pod and our personal ones as well. Shane, uh, feel free to stick around as we close out this segment, but I do want to pump uh, a little bit more of our spawn new sponsor DraftKings, And of course uh, the hockey podcast network. If everyone's a fan of the soda pod, they're probably a fan of uh, another show based on some of our guests or support the network a bit. We have uh, we have a fun little bracket going and people who obviously uh, support the soda pod love the brackets uh, we won't go through them all but i thought we'd uh we'd at least talk about the ones that matter here shane being a west coast guy uh you know being a fan of the canucks and also participating in this the canucks are up against the kraken in the jersey bracket shane who did you vote for i voted for canucks but the, the kraken have an amazing have an amazing one as well so is a, is a tough one even though i'm a canucks fan I was going to say, it, it comes down to which Canucks jersey we're talking about. Well, stick, and rink. stick and rink, baby. Huh? <laughs> the best one. Um, that's a podcast, not a jersey. Uh, it's actually both, believe it or not. Okay. Not stick and oh, rink. Oh you, oh, you want that jersey? Okay. <laughs> I'm more of a Johnny Canuck, but I, I respect it. Hey, that actually that goes hand in hand with that uh, jersey scamming story but anyways again another <laughs> um in regards to the wild and sharks you know and this one this one wasn't even really planned but we're going up against uh, our friends at the stick hungry podcast there shane what did you vote for 
I vote for sharks. I, I like their logo quite a bit. Ooh. And I don't know. I mean, it yeah. is a good one. It is a good one. I'll give you that. Like if the shark biting a stick, I mean, like. Okay, Shane, I have a question. Did you notice when you first started following hockey that the Minnesota Wild logo was indeed a bear? I didn't at first, but I did eventually. I did eventually. Crazy, man. That, I, this is a thing. It still blows my mind. Still blows my mind. I've like from the moment I saw that jersey, I was like, oh, it's a bear. Oh, and then there's a bunch of other things in it that are more like wild in nature. But a lot of yeah. people, like, I don't know, Hoppy, like a huge percentage of hockey fans, those even who are like NHL crazy, Shane, don't don't recognize it. Yeah, I, I noticed the the wild in the background. I, I just thought it was like a picture of the wild or something, but yeah. <laughs> um, Hoppy, same two questions. Which jersey? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so far, like, sorry, Isha, like the Kraken jersey is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, it is and nice. then, uh, to be honest, like, Sharks and Wild are pretty balanced for me. Like, obviously, I'm going to pick the Wild because, like, where we are, and I don't care about the Sharks at all. But, I I mean, both of them are pretty middle-of-the-road jerseys by and large for me. I don't see either of them, like, going very far in the bracket. I like the Sharks one. I think they, they have, like, a, I don't know, a cult following, a big cult following that even that reside even outside of the Bay Area, you know, because um, they're one of my favorite jerseys. I love that logo, and I really? love it. Okay, yeah, I do. I, I, Maybe I'm wrong then. You know, ode to kind of that '90s flavor, but uh, I, I really like it personally. Okay. I don't like their reverse retro, and I made that very clear. But um, even like That's their fair. black jerseys or their uh, like like I said '90s teal, like mm, give me some of that. I love it. Yeah. All right, Shane, that's all we got for you here in the Hoppy Hour. Thanks for thanks for joining us, buddy. Always a slice. Always love to hear your, your takes and facts on beer. And uh, always love uh, cracking one with you, bud. So cheers. Yeah, for sure. Cheers. Thanks, everyone, listening on the live stream or tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and listening back on the podcast, episode 119. On the other side, we're going to dive into some Minnesota Wild Talk. We're going to talk a little bit about the, well, the first of many Kings series here in this COVID NHL season. Uh, thanks again, Shane, for joining us. Uh, you're listening to the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Are you listening? It's Shane the Rapper. All right. It's been a while, but here we go. Okay. Sticks and stones. Shoot Martin Jones. So Kyle and Stone will get checked. Or tricep he'll hit your neck. Direct dead, Kyle gets ejected, projected to be ninth overall, selected to be a defensive wall, but first ball at the yellow by the store, last slang and drew Nick floor. Yeah, tricep for tricep, Kyle can take anyone. While we wait for Pigeon here, um, I will answer this. It's tough because a lot of my favorite breweries don't actually have growler offerings from their tap rooms, but uh, for me personally, I don't. It's, it's probably hard for you to see the top row of my uh, a rack behind me, but three of them are dangerous, man. So that's definitely going to be my lean for growler fills. But honestly, I, as you can see by my wall, I support quite a few of them. I, uh, I, I keep buying way too many growlers because I feel like I used to have like always just two in like my camping tote. Washed out, ready to go if I found a sweet brewery or if I went somewhere and was like, hey, I want to I want to take a growler home. But in the last like year, um, I've been getting lazy and I've bought like 10 more growlers that I really don't need just because I'm like, I'm there and I'm like, fuck, 
<laughs> mine is like i don't want to leave empty-handed so i i think i even gave a couple away because i'm like honestly like take a couple of these off my hand like there's i did like a move and i'm like i have a whole box or tote full of growlers this is ridiculous i don't have a wall there like hoppy does but i should probably get one designated very soon yeah, I have more than the wall can hold, so I kind of have to start picking and choosing now. There you go. Uh, again, you're listening to the Soda Pod episode 119. Thanks to everyone tuning in on the live stream and those listening on the podcast. We're going to talk some Minnesota Wild in this segment. Uh, they took on the Kings in their first two games of the season. I wouldn't say exciting nor uh, or, or electric games, but the Wild, they got it done, and Kaprizov, he's put some points up. So I think for the most part, the wild fan base should be proud of uh, these opening few games, eh, Hobby? I think they should be excited. I don't know about proud because, like okay. you said, like they weren't exciting games. And thank God it was the Kings, right? Like very you go true. you go down three one to a lot of the teams in the West, the Honda, whatever you want to call it. You're not going to be able to come back and win an overtime like you did in both those games. And it's first couple games for everybody. Get the jitters out. Uh, it's just, again, I'm, I'm trying to like skirt the line of let's be excited versus like, hey, let's believe that we're a real team right now because like those games don't prove that yet. Right. And uh, Scott here, our, uh, our, our newest fan who's joining us on YouTube. And thanks again, uh, Scott. He's saying, uh, how do you think Cam Talbot is doing so far? It's doing what he needs to. I don't know. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah. He's, he's not. He's not the. He's not the problem. I'll say that much. Yeah, and close. he's that to that point. Like he's doing what he needs to for them to be able to like compete. But there's, I mean, still room that he can elevate his game a bit. But I still have pretty high expectations for what the team might be able to do in front of him moving forward as well. Hopefully, once they get a little bit more comfortability. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know we broke down the, the their first game in the Soda Stream, and if you folks want to listen to the Soda Stream, um, all segments are available at the Soda Pod, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. Just subscribe there. If you're already subscribed and are listening, uh, it should be on the feed. So we won't get into it too, too much, but just uh, in summary, Hoppy, based on that first game, and again, you already alluded to it, saying that like we knew they were going to have heavy legs as the first game of the season, etc. But what are some key takeaways, some positives, and some negatives from that first game? I mean, negatives, again, are just that everyone looked flat, which, again, that's just first game. The biggest positive for me is, God, I hope they don't tinker that much and fuck with the third line, because yeah. I love it. I love that third line. I think, again... Very balanced team, top to bottom, but that is something that should be a mainstay for the team. I imagine there's going to be a ton of shuffling of the rest of the lines because, I mean, broken record at this point, but you and I have continuously alluded to the fact that there are going to be big changes next year with a lot of the contracts coming off the books. Who stays, who goes, who fits with who, what gap needs to be filled come this offseason. So, like, I've seen some comments on Twitter saying, hey, as soon as we get into some consistency and everyone's comfortable with their lines, like things are going to look better. I'm not confident that's going to happen anytime soon because I think they're going to do everything they can to figure out where the right shifting is going to work. Right. Um, the three takeaways, the main takeaways that I, I had in that game was that Cam Talbot, he, uh, he played with, he played with some feist. Like he, he was fired up, you know, he was vocal to his teammates, especially when, uh, when the, 
some lackluster defense. Uh, shout out Greg Patteron, learn how to clear the puck. Um, so I, I liked his passion because, uh, and I think I said this on the Quack Report, where Toppy and I appeared on uh, the Anaheim Ducks podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. That I always thought he was a little bit more even keel, despite his you know, goalie fight last year, than, than than most goalies. You know, he doesn't have that presence of like a fired up guy, but uh, he he brought passion in game one, which I was which I was really impressed of. Um, really impressed about Kevin Fiala. He was sick. There was one play that like he. He deked through like three guys and just couldn't get the shot off in the in the slot. Um, but there were various plays and various moments <clears throat> where I noticed Kevin Fiala, and that's great to see. And um, and you said it, Hoppy, that third line. Now I, I could I, obviously I can say Kirill Kaprizov, and I'm glad that uh, that the puck was on his stick and he was able to at least be in the areas he needed to be because hey, he scored on the breakaway. Could be a garbage goal, but he still scored on the breakaway, and that you know to to the game winner. Um, you know, to seal that one out. But I really think that third line too was unbelievable. And X shooting the puck now a little bit more, so that's nice to see. Uh, Derek, our friend, says Talbot appeared to be fighting the puck uh, a bit, although he did say tracking it was tougher against the dark tarps used at the Staples Center. Interesting, very interesting. Derek, bringing us the bringing us the facts. I love the it. facts. We need them. And on Kirill Kaprizov too. A couple of things. First, like. <laughs> I've commented that a lot of the things that happened for him, he lucked into, but you can see the flashes of brilliance here. He is going to be a stud. I won't back away from that at all, but please give him time to become that. It is not, he is not there yet. There's still things to figure out, but long-term wild might have their next Marion Gabrick. Let's fucking go. That's awesome. Uh, beyond that though, I, I must say again, it's Kirill Kaprizov, right? So, sure. So stop saying Kirill the thrill, especially until he has more goals than Phil Kessel, who currently has three. You can't take that from He's Phil the thrill. thrill. Yeah. Don't don't fuck with Phil Kessel here on the soda pod. <laughs> Hoppy will eat you alive. Um, game two, Hoppy. Some of the takeaways. Uh, Jordan Greenway, two points, two shots on goal. Um, how is his defensive game? Because we know this guy has the talent, but it's it's... Almost, despite him being a big body and hope, I mean, which I think Wild fans hoped he'd be more of a power forward with you know some some skill on you know as a cherry on top. He's kind of a liability in which we saw last season in the playoffs. How did he play last night in your in your mind? Well, for him, I, I do think the bigger thing Isha is being put in that position because he will like grow into that. Being in that line, playing with Moose, playing with Ak. I mean, he he's been fine, you know. Like, I'm not going to give him like an A plus grade, but I'm not going to sit here and badger him for anything he did defensively either. I think it's one of those wait and see things. Like, he, we need to give him a five to 10 game sample size to see how he fits in with that line. Because again, if he can elevate his game and do what he needs to at both ends of the rink, he might have saved himself from having to leave the wild, uh, assuming he doesn't get selected in the expansion draft. But I do see him being a really good fit for that third line too. Like that, it is a perfect line. I'm very happy with it so far. Again, small sample size, but looking forward, I, I think it's a reason for optimism that if you can build from that, if you can take some of the draft picks, some of hey, who knows what we're going to bring in in the off season, and build above them, and that's still your third line mainstay, you're finally in the realm of talking about contending. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Um, Ryan Suter, we didn't really notice him in game one. Game two, I noticed the guy. Six shots on net, two points, one goal, one assist. I hope you noticed him in the last second. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he's he got his legs, uh, I think, a little bit a little bit back in uh, back in season form. Yeah, and I, I still won't back down from the thought that 
I'd rather him be with Spurgeon and Brodeen be with Dumba, but so far it hasn't looked out of place or been a liability. But again, I, I want to see how they react when they're playing a better team than LA. Yeah. And you know, Dumba gets uh, gets the goal while pinching doing Dumba things. You know, he's an offensive guy, five shots on net as well. Uh Kevin Fiala was held off the the score sheet, you know, assists and goals. He also had six shots on net too. And I was saying one guy who I I, I really like seeing shoot the puck more because I know there's a little bit more skill there and he has a good shot is is Eric Sinek. And on this shutdown line it's good to see him actually get that puck on target and he had five shots on net last night too and uh and one assist so that's so that's really cool to see and you know icing on the cake hoppy cherry on top creole cap caprizov with uh with another point in that game so there you go keeps buzzing keeps buzzing uh any other takeaways from you know that series other than like this has been the test guys you're playing the kings now the real hockey the big boy hockey starts and that pretty much sums it up, man. Like, again, it's great that they showed the resilience and battled back twice from 3-1 deficits and won in overtime. Like, that, that's great. But I, I definitely want to erase that and not think that we're ordained as a great team just because we came back against the LA Kings twice. Um, and it, it's at least a small elevation looking forward to this next matchup with the Ducks. I do think they are a better team across the board than the Kings are. Although the, both of them are probably in the top five of prospect pools and what we have to look out for in the future. Thank God we're only in this division for one year, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, your boy SV Shane, he was just on live. Now he's watching live. He says, if you want Hoppy to like you, tell him Spurgeon's a 10. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, that, that might be wise And in the ranks wise, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. There oh my go. God, Dave. Dave with the perfect troll. Pigeon with the perfect production. Uh, they're deeper depth wise. Thank you. God, Thank you, Dave. you motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> Dave on point. Uh, Dave Aikman, co-host of Weekly Nightly, the Vegas Golden Knights podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, before we move on to more general hockey talk, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, just want to remind you all that we do have a text and voicemail open to all Minnesota fans in and beyond the state of hockey. Listen, it's simple. If you call us, we'll put you on the podcast. It's a great way to interact, so don't be shy. 612-324-1684 or on Twitter at the Soda Pod. Uh, we, we got a voicemail, and it looks like we have a reoccurring guest. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call last week. It's uh, the Cuevas here. Uh, I saw Kaprizov had a really good start to the season, and uh, he's looking like he's going to be a stud. But I want to know what other players on the wild stood out to you. Thanks, boys. Love the show. Hey, thanks a lot, the Cuevas. Uh, Hoppy, players that stood out for you? Just repeating myself here, but the entire third line, by and large. Okay, well, do you have um, another one? Is there anybody else other than the third line? stood out to me i mean not particularly no, no. like you can I, say no. I feel like most people like kind of did what i expected like even though fiala wasn't on the scoreboard like he looked good um i mean parisi's not hurt bukestead's not hurt so i'm proud of both of them there you go, there you go. <laughs> um i was pleasantly surprised to see uh Suter just come out with a bang uh based on his slow start in, in game one so that that's what i'll say fair this segment has been brought to you by the Open Phone app. They give you a business phone in an app. Great monthly rates at only 10 bucks a month. So get on that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, next segment here, we're going to dive into a little bit more NHL and general hockey uh, topics. 
Again, you're listening to the Soda Pod episode 119. And thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll see you on the other side. What is up, everybody? Mikey CLT here from Bar Down Breakdown, letting you know that our 100th episode is going to be dropping exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network on January 27th. We will be joined by special guest Derek from the amazing pop punk band State Champs. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our socials so you do not miss any of our amazing episodes. We are so pumped that we have made it to episode 100. And to thank you, we are running an Instagram contest where one lucky winner can win a Steez brand snapback hat. So head over to our Instagram and enter our contest. Also, if you are just hearing about Bar Down Breakdown, make sure you go and check out our 99 other episodes where we have had artists who have been nominated for Grammys, all the way down to artists who are unsigned where we dive into the crossover between alternative music and hockey. So make sure you go and check out Bar Down Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts, brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. You're listening to the Soda Pod, episode 119, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings. Don't forget when you sign up. Please use promo code THPN uh, for weekly offers and other great stuff there on DraftKings. Okay, let's dive into some NHL, uh, some NHL news, some notes, some talk here. Hey, eh, Hoppy, give her. So, I usually don't like to talk about the Leafs at all, but uh, but this one just caught my eye as I was scrolling uh, through my TSN app today. It might uh, be the- negative. <laughs> oh, of course, the <laughs> Leafs place. Uh, Former Sharks backup or starting goalie last year. You could kind of argue either. Or Aaron Dell and uh, and former Dallas star and Ottawa Senators stud Jason Spezza on waivers. Uh, what's interesting about this piece of news is Spezza's agent came out and reported that Spezza will retire if he's claimed by any other team. Uh, if, he want, if he wants to get... Basically this. If Spezza's going to continue his hockey career, he wants it only within the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. Sean hitting us with the big comment here on YouTube. Isha, I noticed you retweeted the thread from Jay Fresh saying the wild score keeper may record shots differently than most other teams, possibly exaggerating our skills on defense. Thoughts on that? Well, I'm not prepared for that, Sean. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, they do record shots differently. Oh, Derek's right on it. Um, Look, you guys, uh, you guys take care of that in the the comments, and we'll bring that uh, we'll bring that back on next episode when I'm a little <laughs> bit more uh, <laughs> prepared. But thanks, Sean, uh, for the follow and all, my friend. Um, Jason, Spezza, though, if this is the end, a hell of a career this guy's had. 
it's not going to be the end because no one's going to pick him up, and he's just going to relax and get paid out in Toronto. You think he's actually going to lace up with the Marlies? I think he retires even if he no one no no one claims him. I think he'll go down there and. He doesn't have to do anything for another month before that season starts, and who knows? By then, there might be injuries with the Leafs. Otherwise, maybe he retires. He's just going to sit and wait it out. Good point. Good point. Maybe he buys all the the boys iPads on the bus, <laughs> <laughs> Wade Redden style. <laughs> yeah, and then then he goes with the full Ovechkin plan that we have for like three years from now, where he's just a power play specialist and then sits on the bench and drinks. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, Jason Spence, a huge fan of his when he was in Ottawa. So if it if you know, this is this is it, or if he's even plays just a limited role this season. I uh, just wanted to tip my uh, toque to him as uh, he was a great uh, he's a great player up here in Canada. Um, this one, uh, you know, I've just been keeping tabs on COVID in the NHL. Now there's things that pop up in, in every market, but I've just highlighted a couple ones here. Uh, JT Miller, player for the Vancouver Canucks, uh, forward now star forward for that team. Um, he's COVID free. He's out of his. Uh, quarantine protocol and he's back at practice um so good news for the canucks but bad news for winnipeg north of the border uh jets defenseman tucker pullman and tampa bay down south goaltender curtis mcelany were added to the nhl's covid19 list on saturday now this doesn't necessarily mean that they've come down with the virus it just means that they were either exposed to uh, to either an outbreak or someone who did have it and they're taking the precautions keeping them out of the lineup and facilities um there were a bunch of other players who were back you know cleared with their team ready to go upon like early quarantine out of uh, camp but uh, we'll continue just to keep you guys updated as uh, it's just interesting now that the NHL is actually disclosing a little bit more. Um, it gives you kind of a, almost like a hot map of where, you know, where these, where these hotspots are in regards to the, the national hockey outside of like the normal ones that we all know and like the Florida's and whatnot. The ones in Canada, you know, are, are interesting because uh, though our numbers, you know, are, are pretty bad in Toronto and whatnot. And in some of the big cities, um, these guys apparently are putting it, keeping it pretty, you know, close to, you know, literally home or on the road, they're pretty safe with their precautions. So um, it's just interesting, like I said, to keep tabs on it nonetheless. Anything, uh, anything there, Hoppy? I just think this is going to be something we talk about every episode because we're just going to have things keep on popping up. Like all it takes is one idiot in the village and everyone's in trouble. So hopefully we don't, have to talk about it as much as I think we're going to, but I, I think it's inevitable. Yeah. Inevitable. Um, all right. Uh, this is an interesting story again, just cruising through, uh, through my sports apps. And I do like to bring any, you know, story outside of the NHL to this podcast as well. Cause it is a hockey podcast. And I stumbled across this, which was pretty interesting. Um, Basically, the IIHF is going to have to make a decision in the next few days on allowing Belarus to be one of the two hosts of the World Cha- the World Hockey Championship um, amid sponsor pullout pressures. Now, Belarus, just a quick little uh, background on this story. They had an election recently, and let's put it this way: it's a, there's accusations of it being uh, being rigged, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of discontent amongst its peoples. There's a lot of uprisings. You know, peaceful protests now are getting violent. And basically, big sponsors are pressuring the IIHF, saying that they're going to pull their sponsorships if uh, Rene Fassel, who is almost at the end of his 27-year tenure um, as president of the IIHF, um, basically they said they're going to pull out if they if the IIHF doesn't pull out of Belarus. Now the uh, the second location is in Latvia, and I 
I don't really know what's going to go on there. I imagine if they find another host close by, uh, you know, all you know, COVID precautions um, uh, allowing that hopefully La- uh, Latvia will still be able to host. But uh, but this is an interesting one. And they're, you know, oil manufacturers and other uh, big sponsors that are really, really upset with uh, with the IHF. And um, it's it's not the first time we've seen political pressures. Um, well, I guess political pressures influence sports and big decisions like this. I know Hoppy didn't read through this one too much, but I did give you the rundown prior. Yeah, no, and I it I don't know how you go in and play there with all of that going on, especially again with a big piece of this, I'm sure, being sponsorships. Like as soon as you have a couple that say, like, no, we're out, you're gonna move. <laughs> yeah. It's inevitable. It's just I don't know. I know we've you talked about some of the options that they have already in line for backups. Does that fall through or where do things land? But I I just don't see it being in Belarus. Yeah, and we're I mean, we're gonna find out in a couple of days what what the plan is. If if there's even a tournament, because it was canceled last summer, I believe it was in Switzerland. Um, so we'll we'll see how it all uh how it all works out. Um I mean, some of these demonstrations are huge. I have the article up in front of me. It says uh the biggest of um yeah the biggest demonstration that was peaceful then turned violent i was up to 200,000 people so there's a lot of unrest in this country right now and uh i'm interested in this story so i'll keep you folks updated on how this plays out uh more on the positive side though hoppy the nwhl schedule is here and it is a you think the nhl season is condensed man the nwhl season is very condensed as it's it's a two-week tournament, pretty much in a bubble. Um, it is awesome to see that uh, NBC Sportsnet is going to be broadcasting uh, these games, which is which is huge, Hoppy. And you could probably speak yeah. more to that, um, seeing that this is the National Women's Hockey League uh, with only one Canadian team. And yeah, it's it's huge having, like you said, NBCSN be the the conduit for it because, like, we saw it the last two years now with uh, the PLL Premier Lacrosse League, like they took off and like did so much better than they thought they were going to do because they got that widespread visibility, at least like that's huge being able to have people go and watch games. Like I've been a lacrosse fan for a long time and I, it was pretty hard to watch NLL MLL games if you weren't directly in a market. So having just accessibility for people, whether you're, you know, a fan or not a fan, like you're going to come across games for NWHL and if you're looking for hockey content, you're going to stop in and you're going to watch. So this is at least a way for them to get a little bit more visibility because I'm sure there's still plenty of people out there that really don't know a ton about the NWHL. So uh, it's a big step in the right direction. I mean, obviously, this year is a weird year for every sport. So hopefully they can at least build a little bit this year. And then hopefully from that, it's just a building block moving forward. And I mean, the league is growing, which is which is awesome. I mean, it, it sucks as a Canadian to say, but they don't have their competitors anymore in the CWHL, which folded uh, last year or the year before. Um, I do have a scoop, though. And, you know, look at me starting to bring more scoops here on the wow. SodaPod. Um, Montreal will be the next team in the NWHL announced either at the end of this season or next year. So, again, not surprised that the the second biggest market in the former CWHL is now going to be moving uh, to the only uh, professional women's hockey league in the NWHL. I wish they just could have found a way to merge rather than fight, Hoppy, honestly. 
but that's i mean that's the way of the world man <laughs> like you're not gonna merge one, one two, that's a clip pigeon loves that one that's great it's just the way of the world man um all right uh that that's it for kind of uh more general you know, hockey stories and, and, and NHL. Uh, we did want to circle back hop. Oh, what, what's well, up? one, one thing that's worth noting is there's been, uh, I don't know how closely you've been monitoring this, but there's been talk for the last like week that Keith Yandel was going to break his Ironman oh, streak. Yes. Not I only did he play, but he scored a goal tonight. So shut up, Florida. Like the, the, 10, the 10 fans out there can just shut up and <laughs> let Keith Yandel keep playing until he proves that he shouldn't be. Honestly, they should try to move him. What like this is crazy. I mean, there's a lot of places that could use shit. Minnesota would take him if it was low enough cap. Well, look, I, that that's the great, thing. Great quarterback for the power play. Yeah, he doesn't play a lick of defense anymore and I mean, I saw his I saw his Song. dad go out there on the uh on the whatever it was invitational that <laughs> spitting chicklets to him and Hayes. I was like, "Oh my god, do these guys like to eat in the off season?" But uh hey, he can still bring it unlike what everybody in the National Hockey League uh, media was saying. And so, I mean, I've always been a fan of Keith Yandel. Um, you know, he's such a character in the league and even before he made his appearances on spitting chicklets and whatnot, um he would do like he would do promo stuff with the the Coyotes when he was with them and with the Florida Panthers uh, recently. And it, he was always a character. He was always so funny. And um, I don't know I, I've always liked this guy. And I've always thought when he was with Phoenix anyways, or Arizona, he was one of the uh, one of the more underrated defensemen in the league. And again, he doesn't play a lot of defense, but <laughs> neither does Oliver Ekman Larson. It just seems to be the storyline <laughs> there. Um, but he was more of a fan favorite, I think. And this guy... He deserves to. He deserves more respect than what the media and what we heard the Florida Panthers uh, were were giving him. And I think you know whether he wants out. Um, I think another team, like you said, would definitely be interested in his services. Um, you know, if Florida can eat some of that cap, right? And I, I don't actually see that ever being an option for the Wild. I was kidding. Just like I don't think Barkov's a real option for the Wild. But hey, we can dream. Apparently, um, he's on the block uh, too now because he doesn't want to resign. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. I think oh, one last thing, Dubois, buddy Dubois. Have you heard about all these rumors about him? Like left, right, and center. Montreal's inquired. Uh, the the Wild inquired. Um, what's that? I knew Montreal. That's pretty much all I've heard. Um, Toronto apparently is inquiring. Like, there's yeah, dude. Yeah, well, that's never gonna happen. So well, I, I know. I'm just saying. Like, these are teams are oh, many teams are openly acquiring uh, like about this guy, and they're not making. They're not trying to cover it. Yeah, at all. <laughs> I I just need someone to explain to me how Toronto makes any goddamn sense. They make the calls. They're the New York of Canada. They're just going to make that call. Make, make, make the call. Makes sense, I guess. But no, like Montreal is the one that's been heavily discussed. Like it makes sense being you know Canadian boy, being a team that is willing to make any ridiculous trade you can think of. There's Minnesota's, make, Minnesota's making a call. That's They're dangling Matt Dumba. That they don't need Matt Dumba. It's a problem. Like we He's don't offer banging. anything that they need. Like, are are you willing to give up Marco Rossi in part of a deal to bring in Dubois? That's the conversation. And you say yes. I say it's a tough conversation to have. You still I, get a young. You still get a not young a yes or a no for me. You still get a young center who's going to play for you now. Why but, wait three years? But you've still got the concerns of whether or not he wants to stay in Minnesota too. 
because it's the market that he cares about. And I don't care that like Minnesota is a great hockey market. Like if he doesn't want to live in Minnesota, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Sean, Sean Cosgrove's commented again. Thanks for tuning in, Sean. He said, uh, Winnipeg sounded interested in Dubois. I did read that uh, too. They should be. They, oh, they need him more Calgary. than anyone. Calgary was the other team. Calgary was, uh, was coming in hot. No pun intended. Okay. So that would be interesting too. It just yeah, shows that maybe, you know, I think Dubois like, he's the better Sean Monaghan. He's smarter. Sean Monaghan can score goals in the I don't think area. they're the same at all. <laughs> well, as, as part of... You know, they're they're both the center, I guess. You no, know, as, as far as playing more of a power game. I mean, a little bit, I guess. A little bit more of a brute game, but I think but Dubois, Dubois is way smarter better. than Monaghan. Dubois is a better player, for sure. No, I, he's, uh, yeah, he's got a ceiling, too, whereas like Monaghan has shown roughly what his ceiling is. Well, there's the trade, then. You, you package Monaghan and some other piece in for Dubois. That way, Columbus gets a center back. And they get, you know, a little sweetener, a little something-something for giving away their young star. I still think it's going to be, like, a considerable sweetener. And I think Calgary can offer a considerable sweetener. Maybe they can. I'm okay so, with that. I got money on them. I got futures. Yeah, me too, baby. Let's go. Um, <laughs> wasn't happy about the Canucks loss, but anyways. Um, yeah, let's talk a little about the the Anaheim Ducks, eh? Anaheim Ducks. Um, slightly improved LA Kings. Go SoCal. Um it's funny, Isha, because looking through their roster, I don't know if Pigeon has the graphic ready to pull up, but uh, very similar discussion to what we had for Minnesota versus Vancouver in the play-ins, just like super diluted. Like you've got the better like top end, like proven offense in Anaheim, but way better depth in Minnesota. Blue line doesn't even compare. Mm-hmm. and we're playing against a much better goaltender. I do think, regardless of who's in net, both goalies for Anaheim are better than both Minnesota's goalies. The two so, best, the, the best USA goalie and the former best USA goalie. I know Hoppy doesn't agree with that. But. I, I mean, I'm not far off. I still think way more highly of Gibson than apparently a lot of people do, but um, here we go. Oh, that's not what I want. Oh, that's okay. He's working on it. Go up. I haven't told him which page to be on. There we go. So here is the stack that we're going to be throwing out uh, with each new matchup within the Honda division. We're going to call it that because Isha, maybe Honda will have to come back and pay us for the amount of times we say Honda. Can I get Um, a Honda? Yeah. Can I get a Honda? Oh man. All right. (laughs) I'm going to take a break here, but uh, so here every week we're going to, or every matchup, I guess, where we have the uh, back-to-back games with each team. We're just going to put the stacks for each lineup. Who has the best first, second, third, fourth line at forward, best defensive pairings in order, and best goaltenders. And as you can see here, again, uh, this one I didn't veer at all from what Brett has put together for the WAR versus GSVA for uh, roster constructions. Um, We might occasionally veer from that a little bit just with eye test and like some things that just can't be quantified analytically. But this one, Held pretty strong. The the one thing I will say, though, that is important to note, the third line for Anaheim, I think, is super undervalued right now. Three really good young talents. Let me remember. It's I think it's Comtois, um, Terry, and Steele. That could be a line that makes a difference. It'll be interesting, especially if they go head-to-head with our third line. I kind of want to see that because, again, like analytically speaking, even I test, I do like – Minnesota's third line more, but 
that is a line that over the course of this year and looking forward in future years, they're going to be good. Yeah, man. Uh, come to, I remember he was on the world junior team a couple years ago as well. Also listen, listen to business, listen back to business uh, broadcast. Uh, trying to call a game when he was playing and he almost oh, God. lost it on air. I'm like, you are mature. Wow. Uh, man, that is, wow. I didn't even know that that was the, that all those players, you know, were regulars on the team and that they were all were on the third line. Yeah. That's, that's oh, going to be a pain you, for, you, for this division. You, you have to know the name Troy Terry, right? No. Yeah. I, I, well, I know, I know him. I didn't know that they were all, uh, that they were all killing. Well, I know. <laughs> that's sweet. Um, and I like this, uh, this graphic that you put together and I like how we're going to, you know, dive into this um, before every game that we talk about here on the soda pod. All right. One last segment of the show, ladies and gentlemen, you hear it here every Sunday live on the soda pod. And again, thanks to, thanks for all the interaction. Thanks for all the consistent viewers here on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, follow us at the soda pod on Facebook and Twitter and at, hockey pod net on every other damn social media outlet last segment we do it here every sunday well hoppy does anyway on the other side a little mncaa You're listening to the Soda Pod episode 119, uh, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings. Uh, when you sign up, don't forget to use the promo code THPN. You know what's funny is whenever we play that promo here on the live stream, um, I, I sometimes just scroll through Twitter and like you just see you know a couple Power Rangers dancing and then grinding up on each other, and then I see the viewer count go from like 13 to 7, back to 10, then back to like 6, and then back to 11. It's just like people are so undecided. You know, should I should I stay and watch this? You know, there was I do it. <laughs> there was hockey talk. Now there's Power Rangers grinding up on you know, listening to Warren G. Look, we love uh, all our live stream, uh, <laughs> all the people tuning into the live stream, and we love all of our listeners who uh, who deal with us here on the Soda Pod. Uh, last segment here, Hoppy uh, MNC AA. I'll hand it over to you. MNC AA is pretty boring this week, to be completely honest. Um, we always know that. God bless them. St. Thomas is not playing D1 hockey right now. They're not playing any hockey right now. We'll have to bring Donnie Neto back on to talk yes. about what might be developing with the Mayak. But um, the other bottom dwellers, the bottom half being UMD and Bemidji, both haven't played since we last met. So we're looking at the top three. And to be completely honest, um, Looking at just how things transpired, I thought the Gophers might be surpassed by St. Cloud this weekend if they had just taken care of business. Gophers did get swept by Notre Dame. Not ideal. But St. Cloud also got swept by a far lesser opponent in Western Michigan. So they actually went down in the rankings to the Mavericks, who, again, did what we expected them to and beat up on a lesser opponent. So we have, number one, the Golden Gophers. I was very worried I was going to have to move them down. We have number two, Mankato. Number three, St. Cloud. Number four, still UMD. And then we have Bemidji and St. Thomas to round it out. Um, 
again, hopefully next week we'll have a little bit more to talk about and a little bit more movement just because we'll actually have games for a couple more teams, but uh, pretty lackluster performance by both Gophers and Huskies this weekend. And hey, Mavericks, they haven't played a tough schedule, but if they can keep pushing forward, I mean, we'll see where they are in the next poll here. I think they could still, they'll probably be top four or five. Very nice. Very nice. There you have it, folks. Uh, it, it must have been a, a slow week, eh, Hop, because I, I had a little bit extra time to prep today. And I was like, hey, Hoppy, is there any like, is there any like highlights or anything in regards to this segment that you want me to uh, look at? And you're just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to make you find things to make work. Like, oh, there's no. nothing. Just move on. <laughs> Best co host ever. Um, <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to, you know, highlight here on this episode before we uh, start wrapping it up, Hoppy? Oh man, again, I'm I'm excited to see how things progress here for this wild team. Like I'm not at all trying to be Debbie Downer and say that they aren't a good team. I just don't think that we can base comebacks from being down 3-1 against the LA Kings are a basis from which we should rally and say that the Wild are a real team now. Um it's fun though. We finally have exciting players to watch. We have Fiala and Kaprizov. We've got the same blue line that we've had Hopefully Cam Talbot's competent so far. So good. Um, it's just exciting to actually have like some level of expectations going into a Minnesota wild season where it's been a little while since I've been able to say that. And I, I'm sorry. Everyone's right, so we're out of time gonna... folks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the old shit clocks ticket. Oh man. I, I do have to say, I think that, a lot of wild fans are going to hate me and I'm not going to be totally endeared to them because I've already seen endless posts saying, Oh yeah, the penguins, they suck. We're going to get a great pick from them. I'm promising all of you right now. They'll probably finish like three and seven in January and then they'll come back and they will be a playoff team and you'll have nothing to talk about. So the Sydney Crosby way, ladies and gentlemen, the enjoy January. Way. They never start strong. I'm telling you this from experience. Enjoy January. You're going to get your hopes way too high. And then come February and March, it's just not going to work. Yeah, Gino Malkin, he doesn't he doesn't care about hockey until it's playoff times, baby. He is score. I am score. Uh, thanks for <laughs> so tuning in on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, the best thing you can do for us this week is give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts along with a kind review. It's not for our ego, so say whatever you want. Go listen to our website as well, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And on your app, when you download and listen to this podcast, make sure it's downloaded. You know, hit that download uh, button next to the podcast player as uh, it just helps our business. Don't forget to follow myself at VI Sports Talk, not to be uh, confused with Tuke, and uh, and the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod on Twitter and Facebook. You can find Hoppy at State of Hoppy, and of course the network at Hockey Pod Net on all social media. And if you're a hoops fan, go check us out at the Basketball Podcast Network.com at Hoops Pod Net on social media. And if you're, you know, a T Wolves fan because you listen to the Soda Pod here in Minnesota, um, you want to download, subscribe, and rate and review 10,000 layups. Kyle Radke and Julian Andrews are doing great stuff on the Basketball Podcast Network. Uh, Q, our friend Eric, uh, tuning in on YouTube. He's throwing in one uh, one final question. What's your favorite third line in the NCAA, Hoppy? This one's for you. He's an asshole. I, don't, I probably on, couldn't tell you a full third line of any NCAA team. So that's a bullshit question. And he did actually text me in the middle of the show, Isha, and say, 
that uh, he got on five minutes late. Otherwise, he absolutely would have commented on your sour beer. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost done. Again, I'm struggling. God damn it! I don't. Yeah, I don't know a single third line in NCAA hockey right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Again, if you want to tune into the audio version of the Soda Stream, it's on the feed. Subscribe at the Soda Pod. With that, signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside State of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. You good, man? We're good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.